Good afternoon, and welcome to the Voice of Wisdom. With over 60 years of experience as an investment banker, entrepreneur, investment analyst, economist, and venture capitalist, Morty Davis is Wall Street and capitalism personified. The over 400 companies for which he has raised more than $3 billion over the years have created a countless number of jobs and exciting new products. Through the voice of wisdom, Mr. Davis explores, analyzes, and debates the most topical political, economic, and social issues facing our world today. Joining Mr. Davis today for a discussion on Ukraine is Matt Gawley, a law student at Fordham University and honors graduate in history from Colby College, and tied in remotely, Ben Goldstein, an honors student majoring in statistics at Cornell University. And now, Mr. Davis, Mr. Gawley, and Mr. Goldstein. Welcome back to uh, my precious uh, listeners and fellow participants in our Wednesday evening hot date. We should have a really intriguing and exciting evening because Ron Katz brought in two uh, young men that are brilliant and charming and personable and uh, uh, were recruited to beat me up on my views on, on Ukraine. So without further ado, let me uh, introduce, uh, let, let me have them give their opening remarks. I, I, I've been against uh, the United States launching that um, response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and I'll describe exactly why. But let me hear why these guys were so uh, enthusiastic about the United States stepping into another war. So you want to go first, Ben? Yeah, sure. I'll take this. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on this show. And, um, and I'm excited to get started. So I guess to sum up, I take issue with the premise of the United States getting involved in another war, per se. And I think this has been rhetoric that I've seen from a lot of the um, anti-interventionist camp for a while. I want to be clear here. We are not sending soldiers on the ground to fight and die in Ukraine. We are not goading Ukraine into NATO membership. What we are simply doing is giving Ukraine monetary, military, and humanitarian support that will help them on their own fend off an invasion from Russia that poses not only a threat to Ukrainian lives and to Ukrainian society, but also, as we can see, given the implications this has in the Baltics, given the implications this has had in the Caucasian region, given the implication that this has had for years in Eastern Europe, I see this very much as an incursion into democratic Europe and into the American and Western sphere of influence and a fight for sovereignty and containment of one of the United States' principal adversaries, not a war that the United States is getting involved in, not a situation in which American lives are being lost. And so from my standpoint, should we be spending a single digit proportion of our defense budget, which I know we've discussed in a previous episode, might be too high, might not be, but should we be spending a single-digit proportion of our defense budget on not only containing our arguably one of our top adversaries, but getting another military to do it for us, and at the same time protecting democratic Europe? I think so. 
Matt, do you want to? So, uh, thank you for having, thank you for having me on the show. Um, thank you for joining. Uh, it's not building up on it. Not It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so, I guess I would say that. Um, uh, I guess I would say that. Um, I would take issue with the idea that. Um, that you let Russia get away with it. So I think since uh, 2008 in particular, we've allowed Russia uh, and Vladimir Putin. Well, okay. Since Vladimir Putin like truly became a dictator in um, 2000. So in the late 90s, he was actually winning elections democratically. But since he's become a real dictator and consolidated power, we've let him get away with murder, both literally and figuratively. He's been murdering in 2000. He starts murdering journalists. Okay, literally murdering them and opposition leaders in the 2000 early 2000s. Then in 2008, he annexes part of Georgia, and just a slap on the wrist. And we're becoming more energy and grain reliant on him. Then it, he annexes a territory in Crimea, which, you know, he just invades and takes over. And then he starts an insurrection in 2014, more slaps on the wrist. And then he shoots down a commercial airline. So I think that um, uh, there is a Russian geopolitical threat uh, to, um, and really, uh, you know, uh, I think that, if we want to live in a Western world in the traditional sense, you know, rule of law, all the things that you built your career off, free and open markets, um, uh, 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 free monetary policy, uh, you know, um, you know, living in a society where people can apply for loans, all these different things. That's not really what Russia represents. Russia represents the, the reverse of it. Um, so does China. And so I think, um, there has to be a line in the sand. And I think that uh, Ukraine is an excellent example of this. And let's keep, let's, I think this discussion should also be centered around by the fact that the only reason we're even here is because of Ukrainian resolve and valor against a military far superior to them. Um, uh, so I think that should be acknowledged at the beginning. So I think um, we are, we are an empire. And, you know, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar is the most powerful currency in the world. Um, but there are certain values that we hold. And I think that uh, Ukraine is an excellent way to deter um, the rise in authoritarianism that we've seen since the Cold War. Okay, good intro, guys. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> my view is, uh, and I think you, you have more at stake, you and uh, ben, than I have, because you're at an age where if a war widens between the United States and any other country to the point where we uh, resorted to the same thing we did in the Second World War, a draft and the Vietnam War, a draft of young people, you guys are still would still have your lives at risk and, and your your survival in one piece, even if you lived through the war, and uh, or that even if you didn't suffer 
actual physical injury, the trauma of war, we find for all those that come back from Vietnam and these other places we've chosen to enter war in, wars in. And my first issue is even broader than Ukraine and Russia. You, the United States has become the most belligerent country in the world ever since the Second World War without any real benefits for the United States. For example, we haven't won a war since um, the Second World War, which we've actually won. We, we insisted on, uh, what's it called, uh, unequivocal, unconditional, unconditional surrender. surrender, and we took over the countries. We didn't even just put in there, uh, have their election within a few months or a year. It took eight years for us to allow elections in Japan and an equivalent amount of time till we, till we really sort of uh, got everybody to adhere to our uh, guidance as to how the country should behave, how the military should behave. So after that, we had the Korean War. We haven't won that war. We lost terrible amount of, uh, uh, an enormous amount of our young people, men and women, and, and treasure. Uh, and we still haven't made a peace treaty with North Korea. Then we entered the Vietnam War for whatever reason I'll never understand. We had no dog in that uh, fight. And uh, we lost tremendous amount of... Uh, uh, human life, uh, uh, not only uh, our own people, but the enemy. The most laws are, are sort of uh, made up of young people killing other young people, because old generals st stand behind and send young people to, to the front to fight in wars. I have a theory that they've done that traditionally so they get rid of all the young people, so all the, all the uh, young ladies uh, are, left for, are left for them, <laughs> for these old generals. But uh, the, the lives that we lost, I can't think of anything more precious than the, the young people we sent to war. And the other side sends to war too. And you have you and you have no personal animosity to those guys. You're only there because the generals or your country sends you there to kill as many as fast as you can. Uh, uh, you might be if you got an introduction to them on a, on a on a social event. You might be best friends with them, and here you're looking to maim them and kill them, and, and they're looking to do that to you too. So. We lost the Korean War. We we didn't win the uh, Vietnam War. We entered the uh, Iraq War. It's hard to tell if we won or lost because we immediately installed their uh, president and their cabinet and everything. And then we had to ask them for permission to do different things. If some, if we insisted that uh, an American military personnel serving in Iraq 
uh, committed some crime, we want to, to have the prerogative of uh, of dealing with that issue uh, just in our view, justly and fairly. But they said, no, no, they're in charge. They it's their country, and and they wouldn't give us even that privilege, even though we were given our lives and and our, our blood and our treasure. It was outrageous. We 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 did not win the war. They 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 took over the country, and we had the privilege of sacrificing lives and spending literally trillions, not billions, trillions of dollars. And the same goes for Afghan. And if you guys have any knowledge of history, the Monroe Doctrine, Monroe preached that we should stay out of foreign wars, long-distance wars. We should be only uh, involved in, in North America and South America, this part of the world. And we've now become policemen or whatever you want to call it throughout the world and we want to impose our values uh, our values I believe are the best in the world you know there's never been any country with the fairness and with the opportunities of the United States but we can't impose our views or hope to get them done in no time at all as we did with the Arab Spring you can't change people overnight and you can't change administrations overnight and behavior overnight and cultures overnight. So <clears throat> the only war we won, and it was absolutely brilliant, on the part of uh, a guy I loved, uh, Ronald Reagan, because Ronald Reagan went to war against uh, Granada, and uh, we had an overwhelming victory particularly because they had no army, no navy, no if We bombed a lunatic asylum. I think we killed about three people. But we won that war. And as Jackie Mason was fond of saying, he said he's so happy when he won the war, the war against Granada because he no longer goes to sleep worrying about Granada uh, and uh, infusing, that's the wrong word, starting a surprise attack, a launching a surprise attack against the United, one, United States while, one night while he's sleeping. So psychologically, Ronald Reagan was brilliant because he knew that we needed a win, and he didn't pick on anybody that uh, would, would be a real problem, and we'd have to leave as we have recently with our tails behind uh, our back. So what's the alternative? You know, you, you might say we have to do it because it's only right. It's, it makes the world a better place and so forth. But we should think about diplomacy. And can we settle these things without going to war? Are you talking about in Ukraine specifically? Um, particularly in Ukraine. Right. So but let me tell you what, what the deal was. And so you can respond to this. Putin said if you don't allow... If you prevent Ukraine from joining uh, NATO, I won't, I won't launch this attack. I don't believe him. Okay, I agree with you. I don't believe him either. But what's, what's the risk of, of testing him and saying, okay, we won't let NATO... We don't, it's not like we needed 
Ukraine and NATO. We have 20 countries. It's not that, that NATO is going to strengthen it. It might be good for that Ukraine wants it. But remember, Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, and he wasn't attacking a country that wasn't formally part of Russia. Well, and then, and then, and then, if you said, well, like like uh, Chamberlain, that that was an embarrassment to the West in the Second World War, where he went to meet with Hitler and he gave him Czechoslovakia as a as and uh, some other. Sudetenland, yeah, some other territory, and he came back to England and he said he made peace forever, and there won't be any war. And it turned out Chamberlain was embarrassed. He lost the election. He was even died very quickly after that because it was he felt it was the wrong thing to do. I don't think it was the wrong thing to do. We wound up the same as we would have wound up whether he'd made that deal. And he, at least he tried. And and now, mm, if we tried, wait, if we tried with, with Putin and said, look, you stay out of this, you don't launch anything, we won't let them into NATO. But if you launch anything, we're going to be actively, we, NATO, and the United States will be actively involved against you. That's negotiating. Uh, uh, and think of it this way. How would we feel? How did we feel when when Russia put uh, armaments and uh, nukes in Cuba, or if they put them in the Bahamas or Mexico, how do they, they, they were, what do you call it? NATO was all were already on the border of Russia, with by Poland, by Hungary. It was it was outrageous for us to say that we needed NATO to uh, uh, Ukraine to be in NATO. That I'm finished. So, so a couple things. First, with the Chamberlain example. Um, Hitler was really, really afraid at Munich in 38 that the Czechs just weren't going to give up and he was going to have to go to war. I mean, he was horrified. Um, and he, was, he had been spending so recklessly in the country and the military that the generals were on the cusp of, of overthrowing him because they thought he was a lunatic. So there's actually some counterfactual history that, that suggests that if the Western allies had held their back, that um, there may have been a coup. Because a lot of the generals, German generals, didn't think they were ready for war in '38, so holding steadfast may have actually been better. And um, Hitler didn't think the Western Allies were going to go to war over Poland. He was shocked when they did. He was uh, the personal descriptions of him right after you know war was declared. Was, I I don't know if you're rewriting history. No, I'm not. I'm not. I lived through that no, period. No, no. But and, and, and Hitler was. Ready to launch? No, what I mean, uh, attack against Poland, against Czechoslovakia, and that was his plan. But he, but he didn't. He didn't think. And I don't know that you could say the, that the generals were were against him. They were all no, gung ho for, for the war and gung ho for taking over the world. Once they had won, once they had won, but not before they had. Once they had taken all the before they had taken all the territory, they weren't. Um, but back to NATO. But back to NATO. First off. NATO is not like a U.S.-controlled alliance. It's, it's a defensive alliance um, that countries... The only reason why NATO has expanded is because countries are desperate to get into NATO, because they're afraid of Russia. I mean, for years, Russia's been cutting the Wi-Fi cables underneath the ocean that runs across uh, that ocean. They've been... Um, I mean, for God's sakes, in Ukraine, they shot down a commercial plane. 
So Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland. NATO is this rough alliance where you get, you know, everywhere from France to Turkey. I mean, it's, it's kind of this rambling alliance. It's not like the Warsaw Pact. It's not like a puppeteer controlling all the strings. Um, it may be a lot worse. Think no. of it this way. We have a guarantee for all 20 nations in NATO that if they get attacked, the United States will enter the war against but it's, that enemy. But it's a defensive... Why, why would you get... Trump was ready to, to blow NATO away completely. And that I didn't have, love, and that I didn't love Trump's but, approach. But that, may, but that may have led to... Um, it may have led to nothing. No, what? That, it probably would have led to more Russian aggression in Eastern Europe. Because the only reason Putin hasn't increased his uh, aggression in Eastern Europe is because of NATO. Why hasn't he attacked... I mean, he could very easily roll over the Baltic. That He's made that clear... It's been clear by all his aggression that he annexed a territory in 2008. He started a proxy war in 2014. He annexed more territory in 2014. 2015, 2016, 2016, he interferes in our election. They, they took so, a view that it was part of the, the Soviet Union. Right. Again, you and know, it wasn't, wasn't taken over. So the Bal- but the Baltic, it wasn't taken over territory in Europe or the Baltic states or, were part of Europe, were part of were part of the Soviet Union. So, so was so was a lot of Poland. So, so that's what's not Poland wasn't part of. The, yes, it was the Soviet Union. Never. Yes, it was no. after forty after World War Two. It was. It was never part of the Soviet Union. It might have been uh, 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 taken over by Russia as we took over. If we took over Iraq uh, and won the war, but the troops was left. Iraq was Iraq part of the United States? But the troops left. The troops, the troops left where? Iraq. We didn't make Iraq the fifty-first state. The troops left. We uh, our troops left Iraq. Once when after, after a while they left. There there aren't thousands of years. We, we were there for for many many years. Yeah, but they eventually left. The the Russian troops never left Eastern Europe. They no. When they were they weren't in Poland afterwards. Yeah, they were in Poland until 1994. There were thousands of Russian troops. There were tens of thousands of Russian troops. So in, what? We have we have thousands of troops in South Korea voluntarily. We have voluntarily. voluntarily. Oh, we have thousands of troops in Germany. We have, by their we have, we have, we have that's troops right. all over the world. But that's by their consent. I know, but what, what are we doing there? Why, we're spending billions and trillions of dollars, so, and we're exposing ourselves but this to, the, to war every time. But this is the question. We like this global. Why, why, why not work on diplomacy instead of risking American lives all the time and entering wars all the time. We have tried to reset the diplomacy with Putin, going all the way back. What to kind the, of diplomacy? We, the UN is the only diplomacy, Bush, and Bush, it hasn't done Bush, anything. Bush tried to reset relations with Putin. Obama tried to do the same thing. Trump said he trusted Putin over his own intelligence agencies. Remember we, that? We don't try to do, so, so, we don't try to do, do anything so, like that. We try to do what, but why? Should, why should we? We, we use our why power. Why should we? Like you it? said, we're, we're we're the most powerful country in the world. It's the it's almost the burden of staying the most powerful that we got to make sure that nobody else becomes powerful. Look look at us. The same situation we have with Taiwan. We're going to wind up in a in a major world war over Taiwan when Taiwan was part of China. Yeah, but just because... Uh, you know, so I don't understand why we have that right, uh, privilege, uh, uh, you know, if we can negotiate some peaceful settlement, give something, 
work out something, that's the way to do it. Not to be at war all the time. No other country in the world is at war or sells as much. Our biggest export is military equipment. All the wars are fought with our equipment. It's outrageous. I mean, you know, if the United States weren't around, there'd probably be far fewer wars because we fund every war. I don't know about that. What do you mean? Every, well, every armament. I think there'd be a lot. Less, I think there'd be a lot more tyranny in the world. It's not our business to, to straighten out the whole world. That's not the role of a, of a country. Monroe said, "You know, if we're attacked, we've never been attacked. We're the only country that's never been attacked in the whole history of the human race, sure. and we're the most." What about Japan? That, we were the, the United States. Oh, uh, the mainland. The country. Uh, the, the Philippines, what was the attack? Manila or something? But let, let me ask, let me ask. Let that, me ask that, let me that, ask. that was an attack that was an attack no, about ships. Let me ask. You made your career investing, probably a lot of investing overseas, open markets, you know, easy to exchange currencies, all that stuff. None of that is possible. None of it is possible in a world that's dominated by authoritarians. I don't, know, I don't know why you say that. No, we're the biggest investors in in China. No, right. That, 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 that's because supposedly China. China was authoritarian. We were big investors in, in Americans were big investors in in Russia. We're big investors in all the uh, in the Saudi Arabia. What's what's more authoritarian than Saudi Arabia? I mean, this is this is. It's almost like you're repeating. Uh, popular propaganda that's not popular. I mean, I don't know why you, why you say that. I, I believe in, in all the countries working together, not having immediately a new enemy. We always have got to have a new enemy. China's not a big enemy. All these years that China's grown, we've both, both China and the United States has grown rap rapidly, more than ever before, without being at war with each other. Yeah, they they steal technology from us, and we steal for other things from them. It's, it's if you want to have a war, you have. A war. I wish we could all get together and find an enemy somewhere in outer space, so we could all cooperate and be, uh, you know. But but here's here's like a family. All all we're all on the same boat. I, I just think. I think it would be better if we could use the tremendous resources of this country to support global democracy. I just think that's good. I'm in favor of that, but not not uh, going to war. Right. That's the only way to... Uh, but I don't think we should go to war. Well, we, well, we wind up in wars. So I don't potentially think... in a nuclear war, even, uh, because we wouldn't. We insisted that, that Ukraine should be allowed in NATO. You try it. Diplomacy is what's trying. But they, they were never even... Ukraine is closer to being in NATO now than it was before the war. Absolutely. Right. But it was never going to be in NATO to begin with. No, but all he said, all Putin said, he articulated this specifically. He said, but if, he you, already, don't, he already if you don't let NATO, if you prevent NATO, uh, Ukraine from entering NATO, I will not, I have no... Yeah, but that's like, it's kind of like saying, I've, for, I've already, I've, not for I've, I've already, I've already raped a woman once, right? Now, if you promise to not prosecute me on this, it won't happen again. So Putin invaded Ukraine twice 
in Luhansk and Donetsk and Crimea. Two times. He uh, basically started an insurrection in northern Ukraine, and then in Crimea, he just took, he just invaded. I'm not just the foreign. No, no, he, he just invaded. So, so, but so, it's not the same as invading a foreign country. But, it was but part of, he wanted to rebuild the Soviet Union. Which, 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 that's which, a prerogative that he has. But let, it's not. let me tell you something. It's, the worst thing that the United States ever did, in my view... It's his prerogative to rebuild the Soviet Union? Let me, let me tell you the first, in my view. The worst thing the United States ever did, strategically, was after the Soviet Union broke up. Right after it broke up, not long afterwards... We started to put missiles on its borders in Poland and Hungary. Instead of saying, you know, you're, no, wait, wait. So, you know, there's other ways to, yeah. to deal with things. Instead of saying, now, okay, now you're good guys, we want to invite you into NATO to be part of the good guys. Right? If you treat me like an enemy, I'm going to be an enemy. You know, what, what, why put missiles after they, they behaved, after you got what you wanted? But, but this is the problem, though. We did, we, oh, oh sorry. Uh, no, I just went and yeah, yeah. let Ben in at some juncture, but yeah. go ahead. What I would say is, this is the problem, though. We did do that. We spent, we sent Gorbachev hundreds of millions of dollars. We, but we put missiles on the border right right Let me finish. We spent... Hundreds of million dollars for Gorbachev for democratic reforms. We tried to help the Russians set up a democracy throughout the 90s. Uh, we supported Boris Yeltsin, who was a, who was a Democrat, a, a small-D Democrat. Um, we mightily assisted him. Did we put missiles on their border? Did I finish what I'm saying? Did we put missiles on the border? Let me finish what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're paying them money, bribe them We're not, to accept, accept their, our hostility and say, look, we're good guys, we're giving you money, but we, we still have missiles on the border. Why do we... Why, do, why, why, do why we, would they have missiles on the Why would because, we put missiles on the border? Because Russia's dangerous. Well, that, if you start off... But, 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 but uh, then you're going to wind up missiles, in wars with everybody. What missiles are you talking about? Where? We've never, we do we have U.S. missiles in Poland? Yes, Poland and in Hungary. Okay. Right, after, right after it was broken up. I you mean, can check it out. I think that's kind of, I mean, I, but I don't think that that is what led to the rise of Putin. I mean, also view this I, from the perspective of the Polish people and the Hungarian people. They were yeah. brutally, brutally repressed during the Soviet era. And so, so again, I'm sorry, the Poles and the Hungarians were, suppressed. yes, their so countries were invaded time and time again. They were occupied. And from their point of view, why should they view Russia as non-threatening? And I guess this is my biggest disagreement with how much of this debate has been framed. Why is it Russia's prerogative to invade countries in Eastern Europe, but the United States' obligation to trust untrustworthy dictators, to not aggress? And the fact of the matter is, we have not started any war recently in Eastern Europe. It was Russia who invaded Georgia, I believe, in 2008. It was Russia... Yeah who made incursions to Ukraine in 2014. It was Russia who first started putting, um, whether it's shooting down an airline over Ukraine or building up troops along the Baltic borders. It's Russia who has started, and I know more recently, flying there. I know they've been doing some naval exercises. It's not our, it's not our role to straighten out every country. That's not no, our role. But what I'm saying if is, you, if you you into Europe, the United States yeah, making incursions into Russia. 
indigenous people of the United States, even today, they're still, still so pissed off that we took over the United States without compensating them or without we just by killing them. So, you know, but you we, don't have, we don't have the perfect history. So other countries okay. must be have too. It's not our role. Our role is to figure out how to keep the peace in this world and, and, and push and, our and ideas, push democracy I but in a constructive agree. way. And that's why I'm saying we have not been the aggressors in this situation at all. We have not invaded countries in the Caucasus. We have not invaded Ukraine. Russia is doing military exercises right now. In well, the we, invaded, we invaded Afghanistan. What are you talking about? Yeah, we invaded Afghanistan, sure. But I'm talking in Afghanistan. Afghanistan never attacked the United States. Afghanistan never attacked the United States. We should have gone after Osama bin Laden. I mean, Afghanistan like You're we right. Did, we finally got him. We and went after a, a country and lost trillions of dollars over the years. And you're right. Killed, many, right killed many of our own soldiers. Our own. Uh, we have so many deaths. We'll, we'll be paying for the next eighty years I'm for not guys that are in veterans' hospitals. And I'm not defending our interventions in Afghanistan. I'm not defending our interventions in Vietnam. But what I'm saying here, first of all, and I think this is a clear distinction that hasn't been articulated. This is not a military intervention right now. There are not American men going and dying in Ukraine. There are not. What we are doing is we are giving Ukraine the technology and the resources to defend themselves. And so why? Which is legal under international law. We've we've sent all kind of military equipment, $75 billion worth. Exactly. Yeah. And the the question is. That's not a hostile. If you don't consider that a hostile act against a nation. I don't know how you can We're bringing Ukrainian soldiers to the United States to teach them how to use Patriot. Uh, we, are, we are allowing people to defend their own country. And we have been clear, by the way, if you read into this, that our weapons are not to be used for aggression into Russia. So to allow an invaded people to prevent themselves from dying is an act of aggression. To allow a country that's been invaded time and time again in a region of the world that's been invaded time and time again by a power that's been shown to invade countries all around it time and time again. That's an act of aggression. Why are we, we by allowing a country yeah, to defend ben, ben, the country ben, that's been invaded? Why is it there? Ben, for- how did, we, ben, how did we, we react when Russia put uh, uh, missiles in uh, Cuba? Or how would we react if they put it in Bahamas or Mexico? Well, are what we are putting missiles on Russia's border aimed at Russia? No, because you, know, you said no, we're nice guys. We, we could we do are, anything. There is, know, a nice guys. there is a fundamental yeah, difference. There is a fundamental difference. The other side you're not, you're not such nice guys. There is a fundamental yeah. difference between allowing a country to defend itself and between positioning missiles in a way that poses a threat to another country. There is not American technology being pointed at Moscow and at St. Petersburg right now. And in fact, no, they, they, we have to clear and weapons are not the U.S. Don't let them join. So don't let them join NATO. No, that's and, no. And NATO is one of, one of the stupidest things we have. We, we, have we are obligated to go to war if any of those countries and gets into war. And when was ever in question that Ukraine was to join NATO? When was this ever in question? Ukraine was never really a prospective NATO member. And it's Matt so that, the closest they have so. to NATO, ironically, is now. Ben, all I, the more reason why we shouldn't fight for them. To be able to get into NATO, we have enough countries in NATO. Is it going to make so the NATO stronger? Is it going to make NATO stronger if we if we if we let uh, 
Ukraine. We have not been, but we have not been on this conquest to get Ukraine into NATO. It simply hasn't happened that way. In fact, we signed, along with Russia in 1991, I believe, the Budapest Security Memorandum on Ukraine, where in exchange for Ukraine giving up its nuclear weapons, both the United States and Russia volunteered to be guarantors of Ukrainian security. And Russia yeah. has brazenly broken that by invading Ukraine. So, in fact, we reached out, we gave an olive branch to Russia. We said, all right, Russia, let's shake hands here. Let's both agree a nuclear Ukraine is bad for both of us. So how about we, the U.S., and you, Russia, agree, let's just demilitarize Ukraine. Let's let them be demilitarized and guarantee their security. And Russia said yes. So we did attempt peace in 1991. It's the Budapest Security Memorandum. And Russia trounced it, just like they did in Georgia, just like they did in Crimea, just like they did in Luhansk, in, uh, Luhansk and Donetsk, and just like they did in 2014 following the Euromaidan protests, where when Ukraine's parliament voted out the pro-Russian puppet president... Russia decided to invade. The aggression has been unilateral, and the attempts at peace, be it the Budapest Security Memorandum, have also been unilateral, with the United States extending the olive branch. So the result and, is yes. not one American soldier has been moved closer to death by this, and yet millions, probably, of Ukrainian lives have been saved by us allowing them to defend their people. So how does it lead to more bloodshed? How does it lead to more young people dying if we allow an aggressor to continue to be an aggressor? I admire both your and Matt's uh, wisdom and knowledge, and uh, I really appreciate uh, your strong views and, and your ability to debate. But you, you don't realize the other side of the coin, because we say we're nice guys. But, but if Russia went into Cuba, look at the way, the way we behaved. We almost had a nuclear war. Let's, and, wanna, and that wasn't even I, I, going, going I, to Mexico, I, I, just as Mexico is the same as Poland on the borders of Russia. I, I'd like to say this first, because we started, you started this by talking about since World War II. And basically what you said is most of our interventions we end up losing. Korea, Vietnam. No, that, that isn't what I said. Most of, most uh, of the wars we end up we losing. Have no, I said we yeah. have no business going in in the first place. Right. Okay. Nobody attacked us. Okay. So, you didn't say, so here's the thing. We have no, you know, we here's have no business losing. So you don't, you don't think the Cold War was necessary at all? Like we shouldn't, the Cold War shouldn't have happened. I don't know what, what you mean. Like the Cold War, like we should have just talked it out. No, we should, if we could have, we should diploma, diplomatically end it. And we did. We never, we never attacked Russia, nor did but, Russia but, attack but, us. Here's the thing. And, and I think this is like that, a, that was a, a diplomatic a, settlement, a leading point through that. We, did we go to war against Russia? I don't or the Soviet so, Union, the Soviet Union. Never. No, no, That's but, the best example but, no, no, but, of things but, that, that could be settled without going to war. There were tons of. Let me finish what I'm saying. So um, uh, the Soviet Union and now Russia are uh, threats to global peace. So in 1948, in Czechoslovakia, there's a communist coup and takeover, despite the fact that the communists had promised not to do that. In 1953, there is an invasion of South Korea, despite that. Poland, the, um, Hungary, uh, um, Romania, uh, Bulgaria, all these different places where democratic elections had been promised by Joseph Stalin, they're all turned into communist regimes. Um, and I could keep going on and on with the list and, and list. So there were threats to global freedom. 
The Cold War was not a misunderstanding. Uh, there were threats to global freedom. Now, Vietnam... But they would get resolved without going to war? It, had we not gone we to not war won. in Korea, had we, not, we not, what? had we not gone to war in Korea, had we not um, given weapons to the Greeks, had we not followed the Truman Doctrine, um, I think the Soviet Union was far more evil. What, what was the Truman Doctrine? It was to support any... Uh, Basically, it's to support any government. the The original line from his speech is to like support any government that's fighting an armed communist minority. I think the Truman Doctrine. I think preventing, as much as I can disagree with and criticize capitalism, I think uh, preventing the expansion of Soviet influence throughout the world, which killed millions of people to the collectivization of agriculture, the Great Purges. You know. There was almost a mini Holocaust inside the uh, USSR, as you know, with the doctor's plot. Had Joseph Stalin lived another two years, he probably would have... I'm not defending you know, Russia. But let, me, but let me finish what I'm saying. The Soviet Union. But let me finish what I'm saying. But we resolved it without... No. no entering no, war. No. Yes, we did. Which war did we... The say? Korean War. We directly, we directly intervened there, and I'm not saying... That wasn't against Russia. Was... Yes, it was. Well, it was against China. And they were part of the... The global communism is what I'm talking I mean, about. I mean, you know... What I'm saying is... And there were tons of Russian... Uh, um, Are you saying a country is not allowed to become communist? No. We're, we're allowed to invade it if it becomes what communist? I'm, what I'm saying is... What I'm saying was, is... Russia wasn't... Russia was deeply involved in Korea. And so we had to stop their influence. What I mean to say is that um, Russian... Uh, first it was Soviet, but now it's Russian. Soviet influence throughout the world needed to be stopped. It had to be stopped. By extension, you'll always be a warden. But it, everything it's... has to be stopped. No, if, no. if Korea is, a, we have to stop because of Russia. There's no limit to it. But here's the thing: Ukraine yeah. is a Ukraine is kind of a special case because the Russians are not going to stop at Ukraine. How about how about they have no intention? How about to stop Taiwan? Is Taiwan special or not? It's actually kind of interesting. I don't think China would ever actually invade Taiwan because I think they would lose a million men in the process. Um, a lot of people like to think that just because D-Day was successful, like that was the only option. An amphibious landing is a terrible idea. And like China would run out of semiconductors to run all their equipment to even invade by destroying Taiwan. Um, and guess what? Taiwan doesn't want to be part of China. Okay. But it was. I mean, the, but, who the, cares? but, but if Texas, if Texas decided to leave the United States and set up a, a country, and they, you it's said illegal. they you said it's, they, it's, it's illegal. You said, well, it was illegal for Taiwan to Taiwan was part of China. It was illegal for the communist Taiwan party. was part of China. It's not Taiwan. Same. Taiwan was the Republic of China, which was originally, yeah. I believe, the nationalist Taiwan government. Taiwan was never a free republic. Communist fought the civil Taiwan war. Taiwan was part of China. Was Taiwan ever part of the Was Taiwan ever part Took off, and he wasn't accepted in. China was Taiwan set, set ever part of own, China? He set up his was own country. Was Taiwan ever under the communist administration, though? Was it ever? The what? Was Taiwan ever under the Chinese communist administration? I thought there was a civil war in China in the 1940s between the nationalists and the communists. The communists won for the most part. The nationalists took refuge in Taiwan and have governed Taiwan since. I don't think it's a case of secession like Texas would be in the United States. It's just a different exactly. history. Different. Exactly the same. Chiang Kai-shek was the leader of China. 
Chiang Kai-shek was the leader of China for a long while. He was a hero. Madam Chiang Kai-shek was a total hero during the Second World War. And then yeah. at the end of the war, they were very unpopular. So he took off and he set up a country in Taiwan, which was part of China. Which he didn't was take off and set up part of the country. Communists. And the nationalists settled in Taiwan and the communists took over the rest of China. It wasn't a part of communist China that then seceded. That, it was not some sort of rebellion. It was a civil war where one side flees to Taiwan and the other flees to China. And ever since then, are, it's sort of... Are you, saying, recognized are you saying that any country that any country that decides to be communist or socialist, we have a right to, to prevent them from doing Absolutely that? not. Absolutely no. And I'm not justifying your intervention in Vietnam. I'm not saying we were necessarily right to intervene in Korea. How about, Af how about Afghanistan? No, I'm not backing it either. I'm, I'm not defending this global imperialism. There's a lot of American global well, why imperialism. Don't, why don't we? That's, what, that's my I point. Why not, why not try diplomacy? We and, and we did. We did. In the 1990s with the Budapest Security Memorandum, we did try diplomacy. We got it around the table with Russia when? in Budapest, Hungary in the 1990s. It's called the Budapest Security Memorandum. Did we we got tried diplomacy. We did. We absolutely did. diplomacy in any of the wars we, we've entered. No, not, yes, yes, we did. We got it around Which table one? in Budapest with Russia, with European representatives, with Ukrainian representatives, and we shook hands and we got Ukraine to surrender their nuclear weapons in exchange for U.S. and Russia to guarantee Ukraine security. And what does Russia do? It goes ahead and invades Ukraine. That was our attempt at diplomacy. Because so, Russia said Ukraine will, wants to join NATO, which wants to attack uh, Ukraine Russia. Ukraine never applied for NATO. Ukraine joining NATO has never been a serious question. There's never been a no, so, why, so, why, so why go to war over it? So why is there a articulate I don't know if he would have. I, I don't believe he would have kept his word. But I'd say, why not try diplomacy instead of... Uh, losing we lives tried, on both we sides. We tried. I'm saying for the soldiers on the other side, they're killed too. Because they're nice guys. They're we good tried. people. But, but, but here's the thing. Honestly, honestly. And I'm sure you've known a lot more liars. Honestly? I oh, the rest was no, no, The rest no, of what no, you no, said was no, honestly. <laughs> you were a businessman. Why, why do you have to preface? No, no, hold on a second. You've been a businessman for much longer than I have for 60 years, so you can tell a liar. Better than probably anyone, or better I than know. I can. Yeah, you, you could be a you are, question. You're a lot brighter than me. Maybe, after, maybe after, you could. After years of diplomacy, right? If Putin really just wanted to say, "F it, I'm just going to invade Ukraine," um, uh, um, don't you think a really good thing to do to try to convince people like you that are sympathetic to not wanting to lose lives is to, in bad faith, just say? If only they had given up NATO membership, I would have been. I wouldn't have invaded. Like, of course he didn't mean that. One of the things that you put down is if Trump were were president, would we be in the in the war with of Ukraine? Course. And, Trump, and I and of I, I don't. No, no. Of course, as you know, I don't find Trump. Uh, no, I, and any redeeming virtues for Trump. But I don't believe we'd be at war. Well, um, uh, here's because the he 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 wanted out of NATO, Trump. Um, here's the thing. I, I think he that... didn't want to be tied 
to their but don't but you really believe that Vladimir Putin didn't just say that to be strategic just to get people people I don't say sympathetic to side maybe but still you test them but 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 really Isn't it worth but testing them no but let's to avoid a war but guess what a nuclear war Ukraine hasn't been part of NATO for 30 years so then 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 so why doesn't so, he believe it no so then why don't they why don't they for 20 that's all the more reason why we should agree quickly no, it's not. Why? Why is he insisting? Why is it on us to prove to him? It should be on him to not commit war crimes and invade. Why is it on him but to prove because that we're not, that because it's like we ha we did with Cuba? Why why isn't the Cuba allowed to? There are no nukes. Why is but there why, are nukes is, in why, isn't, why isn't Cuba? Why wasn't Cuba allowed to have armaments? Uh, and so there are no nukes in an independent country. There are no nukes in Ukraine. It doesn't matter. They have access to do whatever they want. No, they don't. They don't have access to any nukes. What do you mean? Once they become part of NATO, they could do anything they want. But they were never they're part of NATO. No, they're not. Ukraine is not part of NATO. No, but he said that. I, he said that. He said that as a last. Why don't you? So, so why don't you test them? I would not. We've t we've been testing him for twenty years, and he's been testing us. And we failed did, over when, and over again. When did we test him? On what did we test him? On, wait, on what did we test him? Yeah. No, he's been testing us. We've what, never what? put in meaningful sanctions that actually deterred him after the invasion of Georgia, after the invasion of Crimea, after all of these things. So? He's just going to keep... So you're fine with him just going around and keep doing what he's no, doing? we had peace after Crimea. He said Crimea was legitimately part of... Russia. So why didn't we have peace? So why was we there? did have peace the last seven years. Yeah, and then what happened? He, he kept going. He didn't keep going. Yes, he did. There was no war going on before. Yeah. There was no war no, between he Russia kept and... No, he kept going. He, he, kept going. he was going to take over the whole country. Which country? Ukraine. He sent in the first units that crossed the Ukrainian border were Russian units. And you know what they had in their backpacks? They had their celebratory uniforms because they thought that they were going to march to Kiev, and overthrow that. the leader, and take over I the whole country. I agree with you that totally. Expected, no, you know, they expected, they expected, they expected, they expected right. it to be, it was a coup that turned into an invasion. But why not try diplomacy? That's because, my point. Because you can, the reason we're in can't the reason was, Churchill said you can't reason why, with a tiger when it's head, it's in your mouth. Is there any other country in the world that's in as many wars as the United States? I Major wars. I, I think... Probably you think, so. You think what? I think probably so. I think China's been probably involved in a lot of major wars. I think Russia's what? probably been involved in a lot of and major wars. And I don't wars. know about them. <laughs> where, did, where did you read that China's what, involved in, in wars? In, in modern times? Yeah. I think that there... What was the last war China was involved with? I mean, they're currently... The Second World War against Japan. There, I mean, there's war as the China-India right? border right now. There's been conflict there, at the China-India border right now. That's not um, there's a conflict that border. They took over Tibet and that's not, they, that's they not, took over Tibet in forty nine. You could argue that what they're doing to the Uyghur Muslims is a conquest in and of itself. Um, a genocide China, too. Well, yeah, a genocide too. Uh, they conquered Hong I don't Kong. Know, I don't know why we what we do is right and what other countries do is wrong. The United States you, Mexican American War uh, took over the most valuable part of the United States. Give it back. California. Let's give it back. Let's give it back? Yeah. yeah the, the name of that is Fat Shin. If Mexico tried to take back California... You know why we're better? Wait a second. California, Texas, Arizona, 
And what's the, what's you know, the, 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 you know, I think we're better because we can sit in a room and have these discussions about why we think it's better, right? Why we think our way is better, but you know what you can't I do? think this country is the best in the world. Right. But you know what you can't, I think but you know what you can't do in a, you know, even, even good people could do better. But you know what you can't do in Russia or China? You can't have discussions like this. So that's, that's and record it and that's it not my, my problem. But I don't want to impose my values. Do you, do you want to win that country? Do you want to win with, with with our soldiers? With you, our but do you want to live our lives? Do you want to live in a world where I don't want to move there? No. But do you want I don't to, want to live there? No. Do you want to live in a world where that kind of tyranny? I want is to live in a world where there's no wars. Right. But but I want to outlaw, I want to outlaw all wars. But they're that. But tough I want luck. Outlaw all wars. Tough luck. They won't agree. What? I guess my I question is that. Yeah. But they wouldn't. How about you, Japan? Yeah. So why do you believe that the U.S. not supporting Ukraine will bring about a world with fewer wars? What? Why I'm do you sorry, believe? Yeah. Why do you believe that a world in which the United States does not support Ukraine will have fewer wars? I didn't say anything like that. Because the argument I'm making is I, I agree with I you. Said, I said uh, the United States should first try maximally before they go to war diplomacy and we did well well, well, what what kind of diplomacy did we try in afghanistan we tried for months bush 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 offered he told the 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 main taliban guy that was in charge he gave him two or three months to turn over osama between november and december over one guy well he's not i i wasn't i I, you're right you're right it was, it was so that's exactly my point. We shouldn't. We should do exactly what we did at the end for the Osama. Track them down and kill them. No, but the but, Afghan- but, uh, we can't tell a country, give us this guy because we want him. Because he waged an attack on our country, killing 3,000 of our citizens in our biggest so city. And so we should go ahead. And say, harbor him? Ben, ben, I couldn't agree with you more. We have to go after him with all our might and with all our resources. Yeah. But we shouldn't attack a country and spend trillions of dollars. We have nothing to show for it. They, they don't. They, we're back where they don't let the group, women go to school anymore. We're back and before, he, and we spend trillions of dollars. We, if we spent that money in the United States, we'd have the the greatest infrastructure in the world. And even with all of this being true, even if all of this is completely true, why does this suggest that we should not be supporting Ukraine? Because I see this as a fundamentally different situation than the American. I said we should. We should. We should have gone to war. We're in Korea. We should go to war in Ukraine. Only after we try everything else. But we're not. No one suggests. We're not going. We didn't try. We didn't try saying to Putin, "Okay, if you attack, uh, uh, we won't let. We didn't need him in. in, We didn't need a Ukraine and NATO." It didn't add to the strength of NATO. There was no plus for the for the rest but, of the world. But so if if Putin said, if you don't let Na- Na- uh, Ukraine into NATO, I won't attack. Why wouldn't you at least try diplomatically to say, okay, we'll do that. But God damn it, if you attack, NATO is going to attack you, and the United States is going to be one of the countries that attacks you. Well, first of all, did Ukraine you... joining NATO was never really a serious discussion at any point. That was okay, not, so then, really, was not so ever really all the more reason why you say, okay, 
And second of all, it's not like like the United States just takes countries into NATO. It has to be everyone in NATO. It has to be a unanimous decision by every NATO member. And as Matt's we pointed out, agreed, we could have agreed. We could have agreed with Russia, and that they won't be invited. Any one country. Like, I don't know if you know the, the, the rule in NATO is any one country could object to a new member. Yeah, and yeah. it's not That's like we have also coerced the Baltics into joining NATO. It's not like we told Estonia you must join NATO. No, Estonia brought Estonia into we NATO. Tell we anybody to join NATO. NATO. We shouldn't allow them to join. That's all. And Just why, should we, we shouldn't, why, why, why we should we not allow we countries? Allow, we shouldn't allow uh, troops to be or missiles to come to Cuba. So why should we not allow States? Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, liberal democracies in the European Union to be liberal democracies in the European Union, because we just have to look after the interest of this imperialist well, country. Well, that we're, we're allowing them to why be. Should be bending, why should we be bending over and be admit, and be conceding Europe away from a liberal democratic sphere into a much more authoritarian one for the sake of appeasing this big bear that showed no signs of appeasement? Right? Georgia was the okay, We only have five minutes left. Ukraine so you guys con- convinced me. You guys convinced me. We shouldn't pursue uh, diplomacy. We should go to war anytime there's enough people. And uh, no, I mean, we, we, we absolutely should not go to war. And we're not going to war. We absolutely should not we send. Up in, we wound up in all these wars. We, we were should never not attacked. Send American soldiers to die in Ukraine. And we and were I, never attacked. The, the United moment, States the has never send, been attacked. The moment the we send an American soldier to die in United Ukraine, I, I'm with you. I don't think that's a good idea. But that's not what we're doing. We're not Ukraine sending American soldiers to die in in a war right the United now. States has never been attacked, never been attacked, and we've been in all these wars. How do you account for that? Well, I think never been attacked. Like a big bully. I, I, would, I think you can make the argument in World War II, Pearl Harbor was we, very we much attacked. I think you can argue 9-11 so was we, very much an attack on the United States, not by Afghanistan, but by Look, a terrorist group led by Osama bin Laden. And so that drove so, a lot of the intervention there. The but I'll also States. say a lot of our wars have been completely unjustified. I, I disagree with our intervention in Vietnam. I don't think we should have done it. And I'm, I'm not. I disagree with the Iraq war. I'm not saying we should have done it. So I agree with you that a lot of this American intervention is unprovoked and wrong. But that doesn't mean that it is our. That now we've been tarred with this. That's it. But anyway, you guys made a great argument. And I'm going to uh, convert. <laughs> You're very bright. I really thank you for, for your views and for beating up on me and for standing up for what you believe in. But think about what I said, too, please. Okay? I will definitely consider all that you said. That's the way we learn. Oh, it's Ben. Even Matt shook my hand. Ben, Ben, it popped out. <laughs> no, I think the other. I know. Okay, thank you, thank you, Matt. You guys, you guys were brilliant. We're gonna find another subject.